Welcome to episode 101 of the Inside Bite. I'm your host, Tim Schaefer. I'm here with my co-host, Rudy. And I'm also here hey. with a guest, my brother, Dan Daniel. I, I mean, how do you even go nowadays? I don't even know. Dan Daniel? <laughs> I just know my Dan. No, I go by Daniel, and then um, okay. people just say Dan for short. I will just point out, you know, just knowing Tim, and this is the first time I've interacted with Dan at all, you guys, I could point out that you guys are brothers very easily. I'll just say that much. <laughs> Yeah, I guess we're only a year and a few months apart, so. You guys definitely look alike, that's for sure. <laughs> so, I mean, before we were recording, we were literally talking about Pogs, and I was like, yeah, our age group, <laughs> right that's that the only that would know Pogs. Yeah. Actually, I'm right behind you, Tim. I'm 89, so I'm like Oh, okay, okay. I'm about to be 34. Okay. So 87, 88, yeah. 89. Yeah, there, there we go. go. <laughs> but no, I have Dan on the show here today, or let's just go Daniel. <laughs> I gotta get used to that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Cryptocurrency, like as a whole, I've never had anyone come on discussing cryptocurrency and just why you're even into it. And I just like, I love to find individuals that are just super passionate about whatever subject and could just like spill yeah. about all the details based around it because we know nothing when it comes to this. Right. That's why we want you on. <laughs> <laughs> all I know is just what most people would know. And outside of uh, mess around with like a integrity coin, making assets, uh, making videos or whatever for it just for some extra like cash on the side, but I still don't even know what I'm necessarily even like memeing or putting in. So however you want to tackle this angle, I don't know, just like the origins of it or just why you're into it. However you want to handle it. I just want to get a grasp <laughs> on a uh, cryptocurrency as a whole or why you're even, uh, I guess still involved. Cause you've been in it for a while. Yeah, I've been in since 2017, but I mean, I guess when you're looking about how you approach it or how you're getting into it, something like that, first of all, it's kind of like electricity. You're not thinking about when you turn on the light switch, or how does the wire go through the wall? How does the electricity work? How does it all happen? You're just kind of like forced to use it and it just runs in the background. And that's what pretty much blockchain is. It, it, the cryptocurrency is just a speculative asset. Does it go up? Does it go down? So is cryptocurrency forming out of blockchain? I don't even know that. Fact. No, well, it, the thing of it is, is Satoshi Nakamoto wanted to create something that the banks couldn't control. He wanted right. this right after 2008, he created what's called the white paper. And this right. is the creator of Bitcoin. Where is and he, he from? It, Satoshi Nakamoto is, a, is just a pseudonym. He could uh, be multiple people. He could be a woman. Uh, he could be a man. No one knows. No one knows. No one's found him yet. Okay. They think he's dead. They think he's alive. He has like 1 million Bitcoin in a wallet and you can trace Jeez. every Bitcoin's movement. Right. It hasn't, it hasn't moved. Not one Bitcoin's moved out of that wallet. So people are just watching it. If that anything moves out of that wallet, you know, the whole world would end probably. <laughs> <laughs> That's nuts. So, but that hasn't happened for 10 years. You know, what's well, the value of Bitcoin right now? I mean, right now it's like 25, 28,000, probably like close going in between 25 and 30,000 right now. Okay. I mean, last I remember it was like 8,000. So, well, it <laughs> reached a high of like 70,000. It got pretty up there. Yeah. So, so, so can we but, explain what the blockchain is for dumb people like myself? Yeah. It, it, is blockchain <laughs> starting from email chains correctly, right? Or what is it? Let me go back. Okay, so, okay. 
back in the 90s <laughs> there was like this e-cash stuff like they had all these digital currencies that all these crypto punks started to create right you've heard of the crypto punks right no these, there's like cypher punks crypto cypher punks these are like a group of guys that are doing like this crazy tech stuff with cryptography and doing crazy um things with like creating uh they're just hackers there's pretty much hackers okay, okay. cypher punks all those games are pretty much made from the thought the idea of what they do so they created a bunch of cryptocurrencies back in the 80s and 90s digi cash digital cash and all this stuff and they got shut down by the government because they had no way to keep it decentralized not controlled by one company right, when you have right. something that's controlled by a company someone can find you and stop you right if it if it's controlled by everyone in the world who is someone going to go after right uh, right there's, there's no one to go after right so in the 90s this kept happening where they couldn't find a way to keep it decentralized and there's another problem with this called the double spin problem it's what credit card companies face all the time with fraud it's like somebody will spend something and then they'll claim they they'll get their money back on it but really they'll keep the item okay right yeah, yeah. it's like a oh, double yeah. back charge yeah. right yeah 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 so you can't, you couldn't create this cryptocurrency because this double back prop, double spinning problem. How do I give you one Bitcoin and it's just one Bitcoin? It's somebody doesn't copy it, you know, just like they copy JPEGs. You know what I mean? How how can they keep it like a true source of 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 one and you know it's yours and no one else's? So he found a, a brilliant way to create this what's called a ledger. You know, like a at a bank, everyone's got. Right. All their accounts written down on a piece of paper, all the accounts written down on a ledger. Right. The bank yeah. tells you, Tim sends a hundred dollars to me. Well, Tim minus a hundred dollars, Dan plus a hundred dollars. Right. But who's in control of this ledger? Do you trust those people? Right. You trust the bank that writes the numbers there. You know, like if that's a centralized authority that can collapse like Silicon Valley Bank and First Republic Bank. There was billions of dollars that just lost a few months ago in that. Yeah, right? there's stories what every six months of a bank issue. Yeah, of another right. one. big catastrophe. Yeah, yeah. So, so, so Satoshi Nakamoto, 2008, right? All this stuff happened. He's like, he's got to, he's got to find a way to fix this. So he creates this this way that's called proof of work. It's it's a way to prove. So you need people to write down in this ledger. Who do you trust to write down this ledger? Well, he devised this plan where if you want to write down in the ledger, let's say I send you a Bitcoin, Tim, and you have three Bitcoin and I have two. Now, Sony needs to write down Dan has three, Tim has two. So okay. what Satoshi Nakamoto did is he, he put an algorithm, a math problem out there. He says, okay, whoever solves this algorithm, this math problem first, gets to update the ledger. And if you solve this math problem and update the ledger, I'll reward you with some Bitcoin, right? Okay. So the what's the way to win a lottery? You will buy more lotto tickets, right? Sure, sure. So this is this algorithm is a lottery and the computers are just running computer power to solve the computer problem, right? Okay. So Okay. So I'm sending you a transaction, it goes out as a lotto. Okay, whoever solves this math problem first gets the reward. So you have all these people competing millions and millions of people buy millions of miners they're called miners mining yeah. rigs asic they're using just hard hard drives asic miners in the very early days people were just using their computer to mine their laptop to mine it
But as more and more people start mining, there's something called a, a difficulty adjustment. So every like six days, the network reads, okay, how many people are mining? Do we make the math problem harder or do we make it easier? And if there's less miners, then make the math problem easier. And if it's more miners, then make the math problem harder. Makes sense. So this protects if you ever have a collapse of one nation of miners, because then it will just pick up in another nation because the math problem gets way easier. Sure. Okay. 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 So, that actually so makes sense. So if you had, let's pretend all the miners had to stop mining right now. Well, then you have everybody on their laptop and their cell phones mining again. Yeah. But then right? if everyone's doing it, you have people with the I mean, high-end graphics people, cards. Exactly. The only people, yeah. the only reason we're not doing it right now is because we need a, a mining farm with the huge, with the huge industry, with the yeah. huge, we need to be in Colorado somewhere cold. The competition okay. is very steep yeah. right now. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. So now you understand this. Okay. I'm going to send 10 Bitcoin. They're trying to figure out, they're trying to get the math pop to get it first because whoever gets it gets rewarded with Bitcoin. And this reward, it gets cut in half every four years until there's no more Bitcoin left. Okay. There's only mm -hmm. 21 million Bitcoin. So every time on the, the very beginning, when you solve this problem, you got rewarded with 50 Bitcoin. The next four years, you got rewarded 25 Bitcoin. The next four years. So that goes all the way down until there's zero Bitcoin. So right now, we're 95% mind and the, and the, the next five percent is going to take a hundred years Jeez. so we did 95 percent in the first 10 15 years we've already mined so that's how early we are and how long it's going to be till the last bitcoin is mined because it goes it goes 18 decimal points to the zero right so you have point then you have zero you have one point zero you know point zero zero it was 18 times so that's when you have no more Bitcoin. That's in the year 2100, right? All right, so let's go back to this. I'm sending you Bitcoin. The miner mines it. He gets rewarded. If one entity owns 51% of all the miners, they can control the network. And that's called the 51% attack. That's Bitcoin's only vulnerability. Okay. Right? So how hard would it right now to, to hack 51% of all miners mining Bitcoin. I don't think there's enough money in the world to do it. Yeah. <laughs> now, if you're talking about the end days and you want to be like revolution, like uh, talk about revelations and maybe the, the one world antichrist is coming to world one world government. That's the levels that it needs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. You could maybe say like, okay, <laughs> this is a perfect way to create the, the mark of the beast, but that's going to be maybe done through central bank digital currencies. Probably not Bitcoin, but that's a whole nother worm we won't get into, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So are there any other like big vulnerabilities that you see with Bitcoin besides that? So they call these people node operators. These guys, they have these minor rigs, but they're not what essentially what they're, op what they're operating are nodes on a network. And people are sending their transactions and they're waiting until that fills up. They're not just going to send one transaction to the Bitcoin network. They're going to wait till they're their meme, their mempool, it's called, fills up with as much memory as it's allowed to fill up with. And then they're going to send their transaction to get as much money as possible. Because to include myself before you, like sending a big, that's what people don't understand. Bitcoin's free to send. You can right. send Bitcoin anywhere for free, for zero cost, but it's going to take you a hell of a long time to send that. Because like, no miner is going to be incentivized to pick it up. Well, it's like, it's like a tip. Right. If the tip right now just to get included in the transaction first is five dollars, well, you pay six dollars, you're gonna get in there first. 
I see. Right? Okay. 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 It depends how congested the network is. Right. Okay. But they're, so that's the problem with Bitcoin is as soon as this is really important because Bitcoins can only hold a small amount of memory is what keeps it decentralized. Once you increase the block size and allow more and more memory to be inside of the more transactions and be included and in, in, it becomes centralized, right? Because it can only store memory for only a few moments at a time. As transactions are going through, it can only store memory for maybe five, 10 minutes and then it sends it out. Well, you start building that block. Now it's storing memory for a day or two. You know what I mean? And those are those are more centralized networks. That's what you have Bitcoin Cash because Bitcoin Cash is like fighting the Bitcoin network. Like, well, these are taking too long. I can do transactions for less than a penny. Well, of course, but let's say more people adopt the network. Now you're going to increase the blocks again and more people adopt the network. You're going to keep increasing blocks. No, you can't. That's not a solution. OK, OK, OK. So what is the blockchain then? Because I feel the, I'm starting. The blockchain to... is just a, is just a word about yeah. each each time you send a transaction of 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 mempool of these transactions, you create a block. In each block of transaction, is connected to the previous block, and okay, that's what keeps the ledger in in sync. So you can always look at the previous transaction. Everything is documented. public. Everything is open. All the blocks are connected in a chain. All blocks of transactions okay. are connected in a chain called a blockchain. Okay. okay. So, so hold on, just to make sure I understand correctly. So, because mm -hmm. everything's so well documented, you're saying that, I guess it protects the, uh, I don't know what's the right word, like the integrity of it. It can't be as easily, yeah. you know. There's okay. no liars allowed. You could trustless system. Right. And now, what about the volatility of it? Is it still? I don't follow it honestly, okay. so I don't know. Like, so, is it still, so again. That's the difference between the coin and the net and the blockchain network. So what Satoshi Nakamoto was trying to do is create this Bitcoin and how he was trying to figure out how he can do this in a way that people could use it in a decentralized way and keep it on a decentralized network that no one could control. And in creating this Bitcoin, he created the blockchain network. He doesn't talk too much about that in his white paper. He more he more concentrates on the, the Bitcoin, this asset. But what he did was created the, the most important step in the technological revolution for hundreds of years. It's what's called blockchain, and it's what it is. It's called programmable money. It's the first time in the history of any time that we can program money, okay? Interesting. And it's very important. There's only a few times in history that money has changed, right? You go back a long time ago, people doing seashells, right? Mm -hmm. There were people on the, the, in the middle weren't close to the oceans. So they couldn't get many shells. Well, then once the uh, uh, explorers started going in coast, they started bringing a bunch of seashells with them and they got whatever they wanted. Right. So that didn't work. And then gold has always been great. Right. Gold has been the one through history. But they say, OK, well, let's put that into fiat currency so we can do a, a loan system. So then it changed to fiat. Well, they got rid of the gold part. They kept the fiat. Right. Now, people still use gold, but gold is hard to transact. You're going to go to the grocery store and be like, let me buy some eggs. Let me scrape you off some gold right fast on my yeah, bar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? How you going to, you know, how you going to do that? Let me get you a link off real fast. Let me get you some gold. You know, <laughs> it's not, it's not a great way to transact or people running like my wife's family is in Ukraine right now in Kiev and the war's going on. It's crazy. So their banks are shutting down and everything right now. So you can imagine they're trying to leave with their wealth. Let's say they're really wealthy, right? Let's say, let's say, unfortunately they're wealthy, right? They're not, but let's just say they were. 
Okay. Now, what do they go like Santa Claus with a bunch of fiat currency of something of their of their dollar bill in their country that may not exist anymore in in a few years? Do they put it in gold and just sneak it up their butt and try to sneak across the border? You know what I'm saying? So how big can you can the transactions be when you're trying to transfer it like overseas just using whatever bank? Do you know the charge currently? No. So listen, there's no that's that's sending money is the is the transaction. Yeah, that's what, what I was wondering. Let's say I just gave. Let's just say this. I had some Bitcoin on a wallet, and with this wallet, the only thing you need to do is write down twelve words and remember these twelve words. Okay. Right. So I tell them, hey, they're in Ukraine. I'm telling them, hey, go ahead and leave. I got these 12 words for you. Once you get across the border, use those 12 words. Get on the Internet. Get into somewhere to public library. Right. Get on the Internet. Use that 12 words and you got your Bitcoin. And now just go sell it on a, on a, either. There's called local Bitcoins where people can meet you face to face or you can sell it right on the right on a, a bank account like my of course you have to find a way to sell it off to a bank account but i sell mine through like coinbase hooked to my wells fargo bank account right but let's say they don't yeah, have a there, wells there's fargo plenty bank at account. this point that take that so there yeah. and there's atms that local atms that you can use to extract money out they charge a big fee and everything but if it's dire need whatever they can do it right, right. there's enough off ramps we don't need to we're past that point yeah. where there's no off ramps for bitcoin right Every country has so many offerings for Bitcoin. People begging to buy your Bitcoin, right? Yeah. So, so no, it's just a way they don't have to, you know, they can easily get, You can, it's a way for you. You don't look at Bitcoin like I'm trying to get rich. I'm trying to make some money. You need to look okay. at it like, okay, okay. Now, look, go to Walmart and look at the line at at um, the uh, Western Union. How many, oh, how many people do you see spinning Ten percent of their paycheck, five percent of their paycheck, to send it to the most remote places of the world. Even in the more remote, it costs more money, right? Yeah, yeah. So yeah, they're sending like a five thousand dollars. They're going to spend like two, three hundred dollars to do that, right? Yeah, it's, it's insane. You could do that. You could do that. All the person needs um, with crypto is internet connection and a smartphone. So was that? Do you think that was like an original goal of like, hey, we just that that was always the case and always a reason why it even existed Is well yeah it's just a, it's a, he said he calls people? it the head title the head of the title of the white paper says peer-to-peer -peer electronic okay. so cash. yes it was okay peer-to-peer <laughs> -peer electronic cash yeah okay okay right so it's a way for us to send value to each other and what it has turned to a lot of people have seen it when he first wrote it he wrote it as a peer-to-peer -peer electronic cash away from me and you to transact value what it has become is a store of wealth. It has become more like, like because people aren't out there spending their Bitcoin at the grocery store, just like they're not spending their gold at the grocery store. Yeah, they're trying right? to hoard it. I mean, yeah, they're they're honest, they're right? seeing it as a as a sound money, which means it's it's money that's secure and it has longevity, and it's it's not controlled by anybody, like gold, like gold. You know, Bitcoin people love gold, right? So okay. that's that's more the idea of he's coming at, you know, let's find a way we could send money peer to peer. No one control it. And then there's there's a whole dark aspect of it, of, you know, who he was and why he created it. And da, 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 da. OK, the first people to adopt it was the Silk Road. I'm sure you'll heard the stories of the Silk Road and the dark web and uh, people using it to buy stuff off the dark web. Yeah. 
Now, I want to switch tracks, and you can pull me yeah. back if you want. But so all this Bitcoin's happening. Now, what about the extra currencies is what I want to Extra currency. We'll next. talk about that, too. I'll talk, and I'll talk about it right now. But let me say this first before I finish my thought on that. Criminals that use Bitcoin are idiots because they can track everything you do. Everyone can track everything you're doing, right? So anyone that does that are idiots, right? Okay, okay. The other currencies, you know, Bitcoin is for the, the blockchain or the Bitcoin network, right? It's a You got to think of like uh, these different networks like Ethereum, Bitcoin, Polygon, and Cardano. You got to think of these like Apple, Microsoft, you know, you got to think of these like platforms. You know, you can't go on, on uh, Google Play Store and download Apple apps, right? Yeah. Okay. You think of like Bitcoin network as like I, IBM, right? It's slow, doesn't do anything anymore. Everybody uses it, whatever, you know. Okay. And then Ethereum is like Apple, right? It's the new guy in town. Now, all of these are being created to have a similar goal, but just have their own thing instead of using Bitcoin. But they all they all share a goal of having their own individual way where a bank can't control your funds and still the same goals otherwise but people just want their own because well they just mean they own and hopefully it gets popular enough <laughs> to now their currency that they own a lot of people are using as well that then makes them more money and it's just still a way of hoarding funds but being separate from the bank and that's why these coins are created or that's that's my guess. Yeah, so not necessarily. In a way, yes, a lot of assets are like that. They're, they don't have any utility. They just have what's called pumpamentals and no fundamentals, right? Okay. So what has utility then? The Ethereum's. you got to remember, so Ethereum is like a network. Again, it's like Apple. You know you go to the App Store and you have all these apps that you could play on, right? You can okay. do, you can play games, you can do listen to music, blah, blah, blah. So that's Ethereum. Ethereum is it's called decentralized application. They're called DApps. So you go on the Ethereum network on Ethereum and you pick applications that are run decentralized by no passwords, no networks, no permission, no email, no username. You know, it's just connected. Okay, so to it's your a store where wallet. people can buy and use apps and maybe have microtransactions within those apps to sort of well, you can play games it. you could play okay. there's a there's a whole there's a whole world built on it you okay. could build art you could play games you could do uh real estate you could it's, you could prove ownership of assets because you remember the blockchain everything's written down so everything's proven on there so what if i have my house deed on there what if i have my property of my house on there what if i had my um sword that i've that i had from the world of warcraft that server shut down that no one has ever got access to that they can no longer access their world of warcraft sword or, or whatever they had because their server shut down right but now i have that asset as an nft on the blockchain and i could take it to whatever game i want to put it on there's no limit right so i could take a gun from call of duty and put it on you know like battlefield Right? Yeah, I understand. It gives you the ability to just have an original object that no, that you can move wherever. But right. that also involves the other person to create a way to grab that object and put it inside of their game. And my yeah. biggest 
throwback to that when I always see it is like I always see people say this. I have yet to see it implemented in a way that Minecraft. Minecraft is yeah. I just don't care about Minecraft, (laughs) but you know, yeah. yeah. So Minecraft, you could take it from any platform. So the problem is, is having items going cross-platform. You have this item that you've been playing on your PlayStation for. I I played Grand Theft Auto, whatever, for years on a PS3. Now I want to go play it on Xbox, the new Xbox. Because it came out for PS3, Grand Theft Auto Five. You don't realize that. Now I want to go play it for the new Xbox. Right, because it's still it's a new game there. Now I lost all. I don't have my my four wheeler from Fourth of July American flag four wheeler. Who the fuck else has it? Do they do they allow that transfer currently, or is that something they're working towards? No, that's not a cross. Well, that happens in the with NFTs on the blockchain. Oh, you're using that as an example. Right, right. I understand. Okay, okay. Yeah, Yeah, Minecraft is doing that. For someone who believes in cryptocurrency, what is the end goal? Do we want? everyone to be using crypto as opposed to normal cash is that not the goal like what so, is the... so again it goes back to what's the utility so on right. ethereum when i'm using these decentralized applications when i'm spending these transactions and i want to get included my name written on the blockchain i need to pay a fee so the fee takes ethereum right i need ethereum to pay these fees right so it, it, i need to hold ethereum it's not that i want to hold ethereum i just need to hold it because I got to do fees. what exactly? I I know to pay fees, but to, what are you doing? Exactly? To any transaction on the network. So there's there's if I if I want to go and list off a bunch of things, let me list off some. Just so just, yeah, one or two lo- examples. Taking a loan out, taking a loan out, buying or selling anything, an NFT or any other asset, right? It's something called a smart contract where you write code like okay, let's say I I want to write a will when I die my son gets all my money but first he needs to get married and then after he gets married he needs to get a job with at least a hundred thousand dollar minimum um you know thing he does this and i'll give him my life's wealth right so you 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 write smart contracts that lawyers can't control right there's just it, it goes it's endless leverage trading you know my favorite thing is i get paid to borrow money i lock up my bitcoin like let's say a ten thousand dollar Bitcoin, I borrow five thousand dollars, and because I lock up the Bitcoin, they're paying me to lock it up because I use it as. You got to remember, guys, the banks are the liquidity providers, right? So when I send you a transaction here and there, the bank is what's holding and controlling the, who the liquidity, right? Once I start locking my money in these networks, I become the liquidity provider and I earn the fees from people transacting money, right? I'm facilitating all the liquidity. And these are done on what are called decentralized exchanges like Uniswap. People have locked in, I think right now it's like over $100 billion of money for anyone to be able to use, right? But even on the games, let's see, let's see, let's say they're using like Sandbox, right? Where all these people like, um, you have these type of games too. I, I've seen them before where it's like a world and you buy land on this world, right? You got these type of things like the spaceship, the galaxies, the different galaxies, and you buy different worlds, right? Not really, but I know what you mean, though. I'm not buying, but, but yeah. I I know what he's talking about. Like, yeah. I think like No Man's Sky or something. You claim the world, right? It's yours. Yeah, it's there's just no, there's just, there really isn't a game where you can technically like buy land and then trade between people. I don't think I've ever seen that outside of maybe like, um, what was that? 
very like space computer game. Yes, uh, I saw that. Oh, like Star cool. Citizen or something. Yes, yes, yeah, that yeah, one. That might they be, did yeah, like yeah. Star Citizen, yeah, the game yeah. that will never actually come <laughs> <out>. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. So, so what it is is like you know what they're trying to do is this play to earn type system where they're where you, like instead of playing you know just earning like pretty much something that has no value. These people are actually playing these games. The hours they're actually spending, they're earning something they can actually sell it and gain value from. I understand RuneScape, you know, you, and, and I play Elder Scrolls Online. Like, I'm addicted to that, like, all the time. So I understand you have your bots in there that farm stuff and they sell it. And people actually do real money transactions on RuneScape and Elder Scrolls Online and stuff like that. I'm not, I'm not oblivious to that. But why not do that in a in a decentralized way where it's not all scammy and you're scared, you know? So a reason why I never mess with it is it it just never occurs in my daily life, and until it did, it's hard to remember it even exists. So like I work at a job, they pay me the paycheck that goes through whatever bank, and then until mm -hmm. that could be channel through crypto i can't mm -hmm. i can't force them to send me a crypto check they have to send me through a bank well that's why you have to take the little extra steps like me and my wife what we do is we we actually use which is still a centralized service it's still a bank but we use coinbase debit card so and we use something called usdc it's a cryptocurrency that's equal to the dollar and okay. um it doesn't change it's pegged from the dollar and they give you 2% APY for, for putting your money in that. So on Coinbase, we'll put our US, we get our paycheck, we send it to send it to um actually you can have you can go in there and write your direct deposit code oh, as automatic that, okay. uh, debit card. So you can change like 50% your bank, 50% into this debit card. Yeah. And then yeah. they give you 2% for USD sitting in there. And then every time okay. you make a transaction, they they give you 1% cash back in Bitcoin. Okay. Right. Uh, Coinbase. I can use Coinbase in Cash App, and I could technically mm -hmm. get a Cash App debit card, use my Coinbase currency, and actually buy stuff mm -hmm. in the store that way. So right. that's actually I could use. It's all that, about the so infrastructure, right? Yeah. If there's a finding ways where I could. I don't know. Uh, go buy some bread and materials at a store, or buy in a yeah. That's the new thing about new emerging technology, though. You have to get in before the stuff is too easy. So yeah. you're telling me right now the stuff that you're playing with, you're experiencing, you're exploring. You're not exploring with the newest thing that's coming out of that jaunt of that part of that industry, right? Because if you're not there first and you're not, if you can't experience it, okay. How many games? How many games have people given up on when they launch? And then two years later, like, have you revisited that in 2023? <laughs> the fucking game is awesome. You know what I'm saying? I mean, that happens like a lot. Fallout 76, Elder Scrolls Online. Oh, this wasn't me slamming it. I, I, I'm all for it. This is me just saying why I don't. No, I know, it. but people have that concept yeah. in mind yeah. with these games too. Like, it's gonna be broken in the beginning. Like, they're trying to release the game. Like, don't give up on hope. If it's a, if it's someone that's fixing problems. When, when when people are asking to change it and you see the community when the community is like hey man this doesn't work like why are you doing this change it and they change it then what's wrong with that right yeah so many yeah. people are writing off projects writing off you know games because it's just like they had a terrible launch they thought they were going to go a direction but you know i guess the main 
I get what you're saying. I guess the main difference I see is crypto is a new concept, right? You should give some leeway to them trying these new things because it is a new new ground. But Tim and I have covered so many games where, all right, you, sh you should have nailed this from the start, right? You're trying something brand new in a video game. I'm with you. Yeah. Um, no Man's Sky, for example. I can forgive mm -hmm. those guys. They were trying some really new stuff, right? But mm -hmm. like Redfall. Like, You're repeating on, the same stuff that we saw 15 years ago. Exactly, exactly. And they so did it better I, than I can you. see, I can give more um, grace to, to the crypto because yeah. it's, you know, it's a relatively new new idea. So I get that. Right. And they just don't have, they have one project that has the, that's using the, the same gaming. Uh, what is that called? The um, Unreal. The rent. Yeah. It's using the Unreal, uh, the, what is it called? What, engine what is it? 5. Unreal yes, Engine 5. Engine. Yes. So it's called uh, Illuvium. I don't know if y'all have looked at that yet. Hmm, Illuvium. And it kind of looks like No Man's Sky. There, there, is there a way you can kind of pull up their little, maybe they have some. If you tell me how to spell party. it, how do you I'm spell gonna take it? Illuvium, I found it. They got, they got some gameplay. Like the every world. day they're showing. Oh, it's a blockchain yeah. game. Okay. Yeah, and so you can buy the land on this net on this thing. You can you read you mine resources. You know, it's kind of like what Star. I'll uh, I'll throw the yeah, throw the link. Let me see. And uh, it's still in development. It's not released yet, but they have the pre like the guys will go in there and tell them, hey man, he needs to do this. He needs to run faster. He needs to, and you can watch it live with them building this game. So what? Okay, I'm watching. I mean, the gameplay looks fun. It looks cool. But what is it? Why am I playing this? What is? Um, I guess it's so, what you said. You can buy with with well, crypto. So you well, can it's buy play to earn. People in other countries, they don't have ways to like generate a big wealth of income. So the perfect story of this is with Axie Infinity. I think Tim, I tried to get you to play it a long time ago, and if you did, you would have been a millionaire right now. So, <laughs> uh, sorry I don't about remember. That. Remember the little the little characters that said they're eggs and they evolved when you made them and they battle each other. Remember I showed you the videos yeah, of it. But I tried see, to that's get the thing is it, whether something <laughs> is like takes off and makes a lot of money or not. I want to invest in stuff that I genuinely enjoy. I don't want okay. to do it for the money. It's like it's like buying records. It's like hey, I can buy records that I could that were 200 and I buy for five bucks, but mm -hmm. genuinely I just want the 50 or 60 records that I genuinely want to listen to. And no, like, I, I kind of apply no. that in my life when it comes. Well, to I guess what the thing everything. is though, is what I felt like it is, is like, it's like one of those phone games you play on your phone and, and people play these stupid games on their phones, man. Mm -hmm. Oh, I've seen way no dumber sense. games than that. Gotcha. Yes. Yes. Oh Million my percent. gosh, I, that, man. I can't do it. How does someone spend <laughs> hours and hours yeah, on yeah. this, you know? And so it's not one of those games you're playing on your computer, whatever. It's one of you playing your phone or whatever. And and the thing is, is there's people in the Philippines. Like so, there was this village in the Philippines. Perfect story for this. And the whoever played this game, um, first of all, if they had the characters, the, the, when they bought them, they were worth like you know five dollars to buy. And then like two years later, now they're selling them for thirty, forty thousand dollars. Right. Not only that. Is the first people that played the game, they airdropped them all like five thousand dollars worth of their token. Whoa. Right. So everybody that played their game before they launched their token, because they didn't have a token, they just had the game, right? Yeah. And people kind of had an idea they're gonna launch a token, you know. Usually it's called an airdrop, right? Just for playing these games before these places have tokens, they're getting tokens and people make millions this way. So this whole village 
all got $5,000 each and they had multiple wallets and this whole village became like super wealthy in the middle of like the Philippines. Right. There you go. So it's changing people's lives around the world. Right. Just yeah, by, cause cool. not maybe $5,000 here, maybe we'll buy like a down payment on a car happy days for them. But, yeah, but no, I'm aware Philippines, like money goes, our money goes a long way. Yes. And not even the Philippines, you go to Africa, you go wherever. Yeah. Right. And, and they're just, they got Thailand. They the whole village for years. So it's, it's putting life changing wealth all around the world. They're taking it out of the hands of the centralized few and bringing it and spreading it. I mean, it's I'm all about the, the that. Uh, I mean, that's definitely a good thing. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Right. Like I, the, the more the, the government gets hit, the happier I become. I mean, that, that's well, my reality. Big, like, big money, right? Well, they, they all play together. Yeah, of course. Yeah. <laughs> um but yes 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 uh okay so you have uh you understood blockchain you have the main cryptocurrency the 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 bitcoin you have a You're bunch right. of others basically trying to do that same mm -hmm. premise for various reasons um, yeah and some some are these it's called a layer one network some are these ones where these contracts with called smart contracts with these decentralized applications can be built on top of Remember, Bitcoin is a small memory, so smart yeah. contracts can't be built on Bitcoin well. Yeah, they're very slow. They're very primitive. It can't happen. Bitcoin was made to be simple, store value, digital cash, digital gold. Don't mess with it. Don't try to evolve it. Leave it alone. Yeah. It is what it is. Right? Ethereum was built because Bitcoin was built on C plus plus. Right? Everyone knows how primitive C plus plus is. Like you can barely do crap on C plus plus. So, so Ethereum eh, was built. On I, I, I actually have a lot of. Uh, I think C plus plus is quite powerful, but well, not as um, Python and Viper yes, and and yes. Java and Java and all C++ these other ones. C plus plus is very there. like baseline, but uh, yeah. it's like using Notepad. Like you can build a website in Notepad, but yeah. it's very basic. I, I, but if I you're understand. trying to build a decentralized app network, you're not trying to use C++. I mean, yes. an application network. If you're trying to yeah. be like I, I, uh, Apple and build an application network, you're not trying I to I just heard C++. slander against C++ and I defend it. <laughs> <laughs> so anyways, what they're writing, in, what they're using is Solidity. And Solidity okay. is better for writing. I don't know. It's a new language. It's kind of like JavaScript a little bit. But it's it's better for programming money and everything, and they're using Solidity. And these on Solidity, you can write these smart contracts, and you can build these DApps better, these decentralized applications. Okay, not every coin has networks and apps that can be built on it, right? Dogecoin is a meme coin; it's a shit coin, right? All these, all these, there's like Polygon; it's a layer two network built on Ethereum, so you can build apps on it. Like you need to figure out what coins are actually utility coins built on networks that can build that other decentralized applications could build on top of these networks and which coins are shit coins right there's a difference between them shit okay? coins just to make money and nothing more is that what you're saying yeah but some of them have more utility. let's say let's i mean i call them shit be like people that are early investors in bitcoin call every coin but bitcoin a shit coin <laughs> you want to be technical Okay. So they call Ethereum a shit coin too. But, you know, I call like coins with pump of minerals shit coin, but they have their place. We can't mistake it. Just like Elon Musk said, wouldn't it be the funniest thing in the world? The ultimate like F you to the world, to the way the nation is built, the way society thinks that we have a meme coin as our world currency. 
<laughs> I mean, that I would love that personally. Yes, that'd be hilarious. Yes, but... yes. and for that to be a possibility is is great, right? And anything that gets anyone interested into crypto and blockchain technology, because what did they say? You come in for the money, you stay for the revolution. Sure. Right. <laughs> You're coming in to make money. People are coming in. Oh, I'm going to make money. I'm going to be rich. I'm going to be a millionaire. And then I can just put $100 on this one coin. It's going to the moon. Yeah. <laughs> and then they just get wrapped up in the, like, um, I guess the fan base of it all. Well, they lose their money and then they start doing research of why they lost their money. Right? <laughs> <laughs> so it's great. You know, you just got to do your research. You know what I mean? And so I love, I love. We got a, we got like three, five minutes here. What's, what's, What's something that you would I want to? Something. Um, <laughs> yeah, I I honestly had no idea like, yeah. how it started, the origins, what even what means. Like I've I've yeah. definitely learned a lot. But yeah, I mean, if you have one final thing to just sort of like, I don't know, where should people? What should people look into? What do people need to know? Is there anything that you can sort of let others know about? Uh, why they should even care about any of this like if you were to sum it up quickly yeah so i'll just sum it up real quickly of, of what happened to me and what i do i have my identity all stolen back in equifax and at&t and i found a way this is a way to be oh, i just hate centralized places because when you store your identity identity and store your money in centralized places it's availability to get hacked and to get messed up yeah so i just you know found i watched a document uh documentary on netflix called banking on bitcoin it's actually on YouTube as well. Banking on Bitcoin. It's about an hour and a half long. It's great. It's older, but it's great. So it's 2016, 2017. I watched that. I was introduced to Bitcoin back in 2012 on the Silk Road, but I'd never kept it. I just used it. And then later on, I, I was like, oh, it's Bitcoin is still here. Everyone always says that the coin's still here. And that was 2016 for me. And I invested in 2017, got addicted. I got a job in 2020 as a as a ghostwriter for a big uh, publishing firm, and I worked for a guru, kind of like Warren Buffett type guy. And I ghost wrote about ghost wrote for him about crypto for a couple of years. Now I work okay. for a healthcare industry, trying to because people are paying ridiculous amount of monies on administration costs and on costs for connecting with doctors. So we're trying to connect people in the U.S. and people around the world with doctors around the world where they can get help and services from doctors in a cheaper way. The guy that I work with has created WebMD. He created, he worked for Obama for two years and he worked for Bush for two years. His name's Pradeep Gal. And the company I work for is called SolveCare. So we're, we're trying to connect people to people, uh, doctors to people in a peer to peer way. And we're using the Solve token to be able to make payments through this and the utility of that. Yeah, that's so, neat. That way you don't have to have a million middlemen all trying to make money and you're just going directly yeah. from the doctor to the client. That's yes. Cool. And no administration costs, no hospital costs, no whatever. And you look, you find a doctor in your country that you can speak their language and you don't have to pay these American crazy costs. And then they just tell you, okay, nice. you need to get this and this done, that and that done. And you go into a doctor here and get all of it done. You don't need to go for consultation. So I actually did it recently. It was a few months ago. I did just like, I found a random doctor that you can just do a video call with because I just need something mm -hmm. real fast. Did it really easy peasy. And obviously being there in person outside of physically touching, you can mm -hmm. do everything you need to do. The nurse does it all. Yeah. The nurse does it all. <laughs> the doctor, because the doctor is what costs money. 
when you go in there and you have the nurses do everything, it's pretty much it's really cheap. But what I'm so saying is, doctors involved. Ninety percent of it could be handled just by visually seeing the person. Yeah, like rarely no, do you ever even have to touch them to to so, yeah. solve a problem. You know what I mean? So so you could you could tie that in with any industry in blockchain. Yeah. It doesn't. It's not. It's not just crypto. I mean, it's not just uh, finance. It's real estate. It's gaming. It's it's everything you can imagine. It's like, what are you into? What do you like? I like collectibles. You look behind me. You see all these collectibles and stuff. You know, that's what I'm into. So I love like going to yard sales and going to swap shops and finding rare games. Like yes, I told Tim last weekend. Uh, um, somebody found a Sega Saturn. I watched them right in front of me. I was on the same table grabbing. Uh, I grabbed uh, Resident Evil 2 and some Game Boy games. Somebody right next to me grabs a Sega Saturn box in the box, styrofoam, still in the styrofoam, still in the boxes, pristine. He, he opens it up like this controllers, manual. Looks like it's oh, never nice. been played. Ne how, how much for this? $50. Okay, oh, thank you. You're talking like four or 500. Yeah, like, just for the styrofoam. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so is so is your mindset on by the time things are so much out there and like let's say a video game by the time a video game mm -hmm. is just as good as stuff we're playing right now mm -hmm. it would be too late to hop on board because now it's so big what are you gonna make from it at this point because uh so we're we're wanting to use it in our daily life in terms of like, oh, my paychecks, I go to the store, I do whatever. But at this point, I'm too late to the game to earn any real um, leeway mm. to where you yeah. jump early while it's still in the ground, while it still looks ugly. Now you can reap the rewards in the end. Is that? Is I that mean, and, and also look at it like uh, what what um, what's this game that that everyone plays? The shooting with the cartoon characters, uh, Fortnite, Fortnite. What Fortnite did to the industry. Right. Yeah. Look! Look how it totally changed. Yeah. Just like all the streaming platforms, what what streaming platforms did to music and video is yeah. what Fallout did to gaming. Right? Yeah. It's the same thing. What what the blockchain industry is going to do to gaming? Okay. It's a good point. I will say, you know, on the other end of it, I think that um, one piece of advice I'd give anyone who's trying to put the word out there, kind of how you're doing, is. You know, I have a few people on my Facebook, for example, who they're they're like very much they they make me not want to get into it because they're so they make you feel like you're an idiot because you're not doing it yet. I'm like, I don't think that's the right way to pull me in. You know, they're Maybe way this, too intense. This they're is way right, too forceful. Right. They're way too just like this in conversation your face. has done way more for me than any yeah. in the last 10 years, you know, which because I those appreciate. people are not educated. They're shilling a project. Yeah. Right. Yeah. They're trying to shill a coin that they bought. Right. I, did I talk to you about making money at all? Not you know? really. No. Just, yeah, yeah. Just I, educating about it. That's about it. Yeah. But right. it was informative. And which it was, is what I want. I want right. to be educated. I don't want to be, I right. don't know, yelled at. <laughs> but it was, it was like, yeah, yeah. it was like, okay yeah. to ask questions about it that and, you should know, I guess. You, you know? And that's <laughs> what you look for when you watch your YouTube videos. If you look, if you're clicking on a YouTube video and you got these splash thousand X games, splash. Da, 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 da. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Title, I immediately title. click it away. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You yeah. Know? I'm not watching. Like, crap. Yeah. You don't, you don't watch that guy. You know, <laughs> there are some good guys that do it. Cause they, they know that they play the algorithm and YouTube yeah, algorithm. Yeah, 
and they are good people. Like, Mr. Matty plays is my basic example of like someone who plays the algorithm, and I cringe yeah. at like his thumbnails and how whatever. But his yeah. content is still great, so I know what you. Mean. Ivan on tech for crypto is mine. Okay, Ivan <laughs> on tech. If there's one crypto guy that I, he's the one that brought me to it, and I actually took his courses as online, and his his courses is a actual college in the country of Georgia. And um, people from Africa go to the country of Georgia to take his uh, classes and stuff. And it's what got me my job. Uh, I put my his certificates on LinkedIn and it's what got me my job. Okay, so cool. Ivan on tech um, is is the per- Morales money. Is, it's called uh, his tech. His thing is called Morales money. I think that's what his academy is called. Okay. But um, on YouTube, it's called Ivan on tech. That's all you need to watch. Watch him and then you can kind of understand who else to watch. Now, uh, before we get into, because there was two case showcases that took place, Game Fest and Xbox Showcase, so we need to move along. But mm-hmm. um, is there, do you have anything where what people can follow what you do or anything like that? Do you even want to yeah. shout anything out or how do you want to? Um, I mean, I'm on Facebook, but I'm also on Twitter. My thing is local bit buddy, L-O-K-A-L. Local, however you spell local, just not with the C, with the K. Okay. Uh, bit, B-I-T, buddy, B-U-D-D-Y. Okay. And I'm I'm active and they can follow on you on Twitter. Twitter. Okay. Yeah, right. I'm I've been more active on Facebook in my past, but right now, I'm I'm more active on Twitter right now because the crypt. That's where I the find most people in our space don't use Facebook. I use Facebook, mm-hmm. but I find most mm-hmm. don't in my okay. like sphere of gaming. Rudy, do you right. agree with that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I would I would say so. I like Facebook because of the Facebook groups. I really I'm a forum. That's guy. the main I love forums. So yeah. I love the forums too. The Facebook groups though have been a game changer for me in terms yeah. of gaming, I yeah. think. It's made me use Facebook way what more. What about Twitter know? Spaces? Have y'all looked into Twitter, Twitter Spaces? Space? I actually really cool. like. I, yeah. I haven't had too much experience with them, but whenever someone I follow is doing one, I always jump in there. I'm like, this is actually yeah, a cool boring. idea, you know? It's pretty cool. I, I like I like that idea. Yeah, it's like too. such a simple. Why is it like when I think of Twitter, I'm like, okay, a bunch of people in a room talking. What's so cool about this? But it just feels like not normal for some reason. It feels cool, you know. Yeah, the the, so. the crypto world lives on Twitter, but yeah. Facebook is for my family and friends. You know, sure. you gotta have Facebook for your family and friends because that's where you con- keep in contact with family and friends. Yes, but Twitter is where you can have your own persona, your own ident- different identity, and be your other ego, and just. I mean, um, I just do that on Facebook anyway, and people hate me. So <laughs> well, it'll be all right. Yeah, I don't. I, I yeah, I because I've I've done it, but then I've had people contacting my work, and I can't have that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, well, uh, <laughs> thanks. I mean, do you want to leave, stay on for the rest while we get into all this? I mean, it's all stuff. yeah. Yeah, I'll watch along. I'll I'll put me on mute and I'll and I'll follow along. Okay. 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 I mean, you can you can chime in whenever. Um, I've had many guests stay on. I've had many leave. It's up to you, and Whatever just you want, sort of chime in whenever you want. But all right, well, let's get into it here. Summer Game Fest. So we got Summer Game Fest, and we have the Xbox Showcase. The both happened. What was it? Saturday and Sunday, or was it like Friday and Sunday? I, f- I forget when the Summer Game Fest happened. Um, Before we get exactly into the Summer Game Fest, into the announcements, I first just want to do what we always do. And did you watch the Summer Game Fest, though? Like, front to back? 
or did you just pull clips from it? I have to say, I don't know what's going on with me lately, but these shows have not been pulling me in more. I'll watch like the PlayStation directs. I'll watch a Nintendo direct for sure. The Xbox showcase, but some of these other ones, I've become more comfortable. I think because they've just been not that great lately. Well, I've it's not. So I, I was saying I watched it all <laughs> and I regret it. So you were in the right to do oh, that. Oh man, um, I just I, feel like I give it lackluster. a C at best. You know, they yeah, have yeah, yeah. really good things up in there. The problem is a lot like PlayStation Showcase is like you have what, how many showing off, and you have a handful that's good, and then the rest is just a bunch of mobile stuff or just like pay to win games or microtransaction i don't know just just all of the crap that none of us would care about oh <laughs> um, no, no no it's definitely disappointing <laughs> so i i definitely went through and i pick and pulled and the only ones that i thought were even worthy mentioning i put into here there was far okay. more shown than what i put into this document but i feel this is only things of consequence so right. yeah for me i'm it. giving it like a c minus Oh, oh, like overall, just because there was too much filler, but there was some great stuff in here. So let's let's get into it. And um, Final Fantasy VII Rebirth coming early early 2024, which we knew because they said winter. But I guess it's not going to be December. It's going to be more like January, February. Did you see yep. this? I did, and I'm very excited about it. I mean, whatever. It's a lot. It's kind of a long way away, but. That's okay. I mean, they can. Well, how many time. time can you rebirth it? I'm, I'm <laughs> so so. Final Fantasy Seven. One. Did you ever? Did you ever play this, Dan? I don't. Of course. Remember. How many? How many are there? Because I okay. think I got so, them all, but I, I gotta go get another one. <laughs> no. so, it released on PS One, right? They did a remake on PS Four and uh, PC, wherever. But what it technically is and every this is common knowledge now but at the time of release they didn't know and people would consider this a spoiler but it's not anymore is it's actually a sequel and not a remake so prophecy 7 remake is technically takes place after avant children which is a movie that takes place after the game so it's like the <laughs> game the movie and then prophecy 7 remake but prophecy remake takes place after the game and They've there's a lot of like time it. travel and stuff and all that. And that's why. Anyway, so this Final Fantasy VII Rebirth is part two to the remake that came out recently. So it's all convoluted mess. But I think it actually makes sense if you get into the nitty gritty of it. it it's nothing like, I don't know, Kingdom Hearts that actually doesn't make sense. Oh, yeah, but, they, um, yeah that's, that's way too far. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yes, uh, it's... I'm excited. In the beginning, it shows them all dead. And what I think is taking place is clearly just Shinra's trying to show them as being dead to like the media, but they're not actually dead. That's right. like one take. And the second take that a lot of people thought was really happening, but I don't think is you have the split timeline, you know, right. you know whatever right. takes place at the end. And I'm not going to say in case someone still wants to play that, sure. but it splits the timeline and it continues. And they're thinking that the beginning scene is that split timeline. I don't. I think it's just you Shinra trying time. to pretend that they're dead, but they're not. That way people, that way they can find them and kill them themselves without people trying to search for them and all of this mess. Right. They're trying to keep it yep. more into the, uh, uh, what, the Turks, right? Or trying to control right, right, the situation. Right. Yeah. The one thing I'll say about this that maybe I need to correct this is, 
I feel that now they're making it where you almost have to play some of the side content, which I just haven't. I've never played Crisis Core. I know there's a remaster I, now. I I don't think so. I don't. No. No. I feel like the story is embracing all this stuff that I have no idea yeah. about because I never. Because I know you know? that, and it and it is, but it's more of just like extra content, just but like it, extra it, stuff for yeah. It's okay. not. It's not critical. Yeah, and, and, right, the, and the right. way the new games are set up now, I get lost in the side content. Before, it's like you're so addicted. you got to finish <laughs> all the side quests in this map before you leave this area. Then right. you learn that it's repetitive and they don't end. You're like, what the fuck <laughs> I was my life on? That's so true. <laughs> it's, I, that is so true. And there's like very small amount of really special games that nail the side content so well where you don't feel it's repetitive. You know, that's not common though, but. I, and and I love Final Fantasy VII, and I think the the side content is is there's a lot of bad in there actually. Yeah, but yeah, sure. uh, Witcher Three is an example. Witcher Three game. does a good job of it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Same what with about Destiny. De- I feel like Destiny, even though that was back in the day, Destiny's it's garbage, pretty good. It's like it's, it's like good, it's like uh, yeah. it's good, but it's like a Borderlands. You yeah. get addicted. Yeah, right yeah you get addicted to the loop. Yeah, you're right. You're right. And then it just kind of falls out. Play it anymore. And I'm oh, not a first-person shooter much game. I like first-person shooter games, but I'm not much. I'm more of um, uh, role-playing games. Or, right, right. Or, and I'm getting into the massive uh, multiplayer role-playing. But, yes, anything that's like Morrowind, that's what I'm addicted to. Yeah, so you'll probably be right into um, Starfield. There Starfield is what you need to look <laughs> into. I mean, for real. It's, yeah, basically, it it's basically Mass Effect, but Bethesda looks phenomenal. Right. Anyway, anyway, but Next before up. we move on, I just needed to mention that holy crap when they actually show the open fields mm-hmm. i was so so excited just knowing that um because you just get like an overhead in the original game and you just kind of are walking over overworld map like final fantasy 6 or any other final fantasy but finally like fully 3d getting from one town to the next and going through a forest or whatever and actually going through it in real time and it looks phenomenal for that and um so that that's what got me hyped more than anything, and comes on two discs, two Blu-ray discs, and they're not typical Blu-ray discs. They're the hundred gig because now on the new systems that they do like the four K Blu-ray, so each disc can do a hundred gig. You got it takes up two. So best case scenario, you're looking at like hundred and fifty gigs, but this may be upwards to like two hundred. So just heads up. It's so crazy, <laughs> but it's wild right. that we are getting game files that large. So I just I, I just had to mention that. But it makes sense when you see how beautiful the world is and how massive this game is, and they're actually trying to bring it to scale. It is sure. going to get very large, and so it's I'm exciting. excited, man. I'm excited, but I'm I'm also excited for this next one, Spider Man Two. It's October twentieth uh, release date. What's really weird is. We didn't know that the PlayStation Showcase. Why would right. they announce it here? I have no clue. I don't know why. Uh, why did they not announce the PlayStation's own event Fantasy? with their own game? Didn't even get right. the date, but they give it to somebody. They give it to Keeley to announce. Or the Final Fantasy demo. Why was that not announced at PlayStation's <laughs> Showcase? Right. Just weird choices like You're that. Right, but right, I don't right. know. Anyway, um, Prince of Persia, Lost Crown. This looked like crap. Looks like some cheap mobile game or something. I don't know. I saw some people thinking that was hype. I definitely didn't. Uh, Mortal Kombat 1 gameplay looked incredible. I don't even... Well, I didn't care about Mortal Kombat, not for a very long time. But when I saw this, I don't know. I think I'm in. Like, this is really exciting. This looks phenomenal. It looks good. 
really, really it looks good. it looks really good i can only balance one fighting game at a time because they demand so much from you so yeah. we'll see how i feel with street fighter by the time mortal Kombat comes out but i am interested <laughs> for sure all right um next up sonic superstars a new 2.5d classic sonic game coming fall 2023 i mean i like that aspect i like the 2.5d so did you um, see this trailer i haven't seen this trailer i'm gonna look it okay. up right now actually weirdly like i didn't think i would care but i care this this looks okay. so good it would, they're doing multiplayer you can actually play like four players on one screen almost like a new super mario bros wii kind of vibe Ooh, uh but looks, it's like wow this looks really cool actually I, I think the graphics look really nice i think it's like oh, yeah. that perfect level of speed uh wait and then and then it's got it's got like the visuals changed. Is this a different game? Is this in the same game? It looks like maybe you more switch back and forth, now. is what I'm guessing. Maybe oh, okay. you go between like the classic and like that more like Sonic Generations look. But yeah, you can do Sonic Tails, Amy, and Knuckles, but you could all play four player at the same time, which you would think would look really bad. But I, I think they're going to pull it off. I think it, the way they presented here, at least looks really nice with very it. cool so that's sounds that's cool actually it's something i could totally play with my kid and have a good time um, i would definitely play this i like that that's very cool all right alan wake 2 did you see this now what i guess what have you seen in all of this i guess is what uh, I, I saw ask. the alan wake 2 i saw the twisted metal lies of p okay i missed the other stuff i didn't okay. see the other stuff yet what did twisted but metal alan look wake like too. I don't know what to think for the, well, we'll get to it, but I guess we might as well talk about it now. Yeah, we might here. as well talk about it now. It, it's, I think it looks, it, <laughs> we have yet to see car combat. Okay. We First haven't of all, seen, we haven't seen and much it's, yet. It's, it's hard a, to tell. It's a live TV show that they're releasing. Anything we've seen is people talking and I'm like, what, what do you, I don't get these trailers and it comes out in July. I want to say, yeah, July 27th on Peacock one. I don't have Peacock and <laughs> I don't know. I guess I'll try a trial just to watch this. People talking and maybe a fist fight and some funny humor stuff things. So I don't know what to... I don't understand what I'm watching. But I love Will Arnett, I guess. And he's the voice of uh, Sweet Tooth. So I guess they have that going for him. Yep. We'll see. All right. We'll see. Um. So about Alan Wake. I yeah. still have not played the first one. I'm going to before this comes out. But what did you think about the trailer, the gameplay reveal? They're clearly taking more of like a Resident Evil vibe to this. So yeah. the original Alan Wake, the gameplay, like I said, is a little weak. But I think the premise is incredibly cool. Uh, Dan, do you remember that Johnny Depp movie, The Window? I want to. What was that movie called? He was a writer. Is that the Johnny Depp Secret movie? Window? Secret, Secret Window. window. Yeah. Bam. Yeah, Alan Wake is basically that movie <laughs> he's a writer up in the middle of the woods and a bunch of really trippy crazy things take place oh, i yeah, love it for that crazy. uh really really cool vibes but alawake 2 looks to be but the gameplay was a little weak and you just had a flashlight and it got kind of repetitive towards the end but this looks to be like graphical like resident evil 4 remake looking looks incredibly good but you actually are looking more like a survival horror game to where like you're actually shooting this time and actually having like more monsters to kill and everything and it's a lot more horror 
than just mind trippy. So um, I'm really about this. I'm super happy. Um, it makes me want to play Control even more, Rudy. I need to get around to that so I can I, I play love the Owl Awake DLC. That way I can it's connect the two one. games. So I'm looking forward to that. October 17th release date. That was one of my it. favorites of the show, I want to say. That was a really cool trailer. Anyway. Like a Dragon Gaiden. Basically... They're taking the Like a Dragon name now instead of Yakuza, right? Right. But Like a Dragon Gaiden is going back to like a beat 'em up style yeah, right. and not the RPG. Where the next Like a Dragon uh, was coming out, I guess they're calling him. You, I don't know. I don't get what's going on. All I know <laughs> is the other side going on with the main character from Seven, from Like a Dragon. There, there. That's the JRPG, and that wasn't this game. This is like them showing off the beat em up anyway like giant gate and come november 9th all right next up uh john carpenter's toxic commando 2024 yeah i don't know anything about that to be honest <laughs> it looked like crap um <laughs> all right, i won't even check it out sandland do you know did you see this this is no i did not see this really one. important to see so this is artist from dragon ball dragon quest we all know them this is his game that he's making based off of a really short-lived manga. Okay, this is cool. Wow, I love the visuals. I can never say his name correctly, but Akira Toriyama yeah. is just flexing, though, with this game. Looks it good. being curtain only with his art style is incredibly exciting for me. It's beautiful. It looks really, really good. Yeah. Next up, Power World, Early Access, January 2024. I'm pretty sure I did see this one. Yeah, That's this the is Pokemon with, the, with guns. the Pokemon style. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Saw that. What? It's, yeah, it's <laughs> Pokemon with guns. That sounds crazy, but when you watch it, it's way crazier than you even imagine. Uh, they're they're <laughs> like mini guns, and uh, the graphical style is something that you would see of like these like Unreal Engine five games started sprouting up. It just weirdly looks really really nice. Uh, unlike Pokemon, that looks really, really bad <laughs> graphically wise nowadays. But anyway, this next up, this um, Lord of the Rings game, the return to Moria fall this year. Honestly, I don't know what to think about this. I mean, it looked it was fine, I guess. I'm kind of sour on Lord of the Rings right now after that Gollum came out. Yeah. And uh, this is just <laughs> something where like, oh, you it's a mining game and you build your right. fortress or whatever. Um, right. right. It doesn't excite me. It doesn't doesn't do anything for me. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we talked about Twisted Metal already. Liza P. Did you watch this, though? Um, I did not watch the new trailer yet for the demo. I got to try that demo, too. Is the demo on all platforms? Or is it only PlayStation? Yeah, yeah. Well, I don't know. I saw it on Xbox, so. I'm imagining all platforms. I don't know. Um, I have yet to try it. Literally installed it and haven't booted it up yet. Oh, I, it's on Steam. Okay, I'll okay, check it cool. out. Uh, September 19 release date. But I think this game looks phenomenal. I'm seeing a lot of people that have played it say that eh, like it doesn't feel as fast and fluid as like okay. from software. And I'm like, it's a high I guess, bar. <laughs> I guess I'm expecting that just because I, no one has yet to do it. <laughs> right. Right. Exactly. I don't know if anyone has. I don't think it needs to be. But at the same time, I haven't felt it yet. Maybe it does feel really bad and off. 
But I don't think people are necessarily saying that. I just see, hey, it's not as good as them, which, yeah, no, duh, I guess. But I just way too into the premise. I mean, a Pinocchio game, Dark Souls, like, that just sounds way too good to not play. <laughs> and you can tell that they care weirdly about this IP. I mean, the the attention to detail and its world building <laughs> is through the roof in this game. Regardless of the combat, how that feels. And it has me excited to play just for that reason alone. Yep. I'm definitely going to try to demo out and have some impressions uh, next week. So same yeah, with yeah, Final yeah. Fantasy. Me too. Me too. Me too. I wish I wish I would have played them already. I know. Like, me God. too. Yeah. Anyway. All right. Uh, Witchfire. I do remember seeing the original trailer for this from the creators of Vanishing of Ethan Carter, Painkiller, and Bulletstorm. It's going early access September 20th. So uh, I definitely want to check that out. I remember thinking it looked kind of cool. I was interested. Um, so, yeah. I don't want to jump onto an early access. I'd rather just wait for it to release. Yeah. But, yes, what they showed, I mean, it looks even better than they, their last showing for sure. Um, looks great. I don't know what else to say about it. I mean, I definitely want to play that. And yeah, yeah, agree. If If people don't know, it's basically Doom, but you're like... It's more it's more involved with the music than even Doom is, but it's not yes. quite one of those games to where it's like bullets per minute, but it's somewhere in between that, I guess you could say. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Anyway. And then All this right. last under the waves, uh this is the one I want to say David Cage his his studio yes, wasn't it? With the the Quantic become Dream. human and all that Quantum Dream. They're publishing this. So he's not making this, but they're publishing it. And it's definitely vibes of that studio for sure. And it sure. looks it looks really interesting because, well, I have a big fear of just underwater and all of that. And it kind of makes me want to play this just because it could really mess with my fears. <laughs> and it looks like right. a horror game of him discovering ships underwater and all that. And um, I think it looks great. I really want to play this. I think, I think it does look cool as well. I agree. Yeah, uh, I had to refresh 29th. my memory on that one, but but again, like street. as a whole, I'm writing it like a C, maybe even like a C minus. But there still was a decent amount of cool things shown here. Now, for me, sure. Final Fantasy VII Rebirth—that's all I needed, <laughs> and I could have just not watched. I the mean, rest. yeah, that's enough. That's enough for for the whole thing. Yeah, <laughs> but right. very yeah. cool. Well, guess we'll go on to the Xbox showcase now. Now this so way better. So this is better. actually something people need to watch and you watched right. it all but you just didn't get to see the the star i just didn't see this the starfield which i'll get but to. it's not just the starfield bit because the thing is is like it's a whole other hour and it goes into anything and everything you would need to know about starfield and you would maybe think well maybe i don't want to see this or that with a game like Starfield, it's different than other games. You you want to know as many details as you can. Right, right, right. Of it course. doesn't really spoil anything whatsoever, but it's worth knowing just how everything functions. Because, I mean, once you see the showcase, you'll realize, oh, like, it's... Remember when, let's say, Skyrim came out and there was nothing close to it in terms of the, the depth levels of it all, right? Of, like, how deep the magic system gets, how deep the world gets, how deep the sky view gets, whatever. Every aspect of it was leaps and bounds above what we got prior in terms of an right. RPG, right? 
that's what it feels like when I'm seeing this. There's n- there, when it when it comes to Starfield, I I've never seen a game go this deep in so many different categories, right? And pull it off so sure. well. I figured to get into it last, but I'll just go ahead and just dive into it now before we get into the rest. But the the deal sure. with Starfield is it's thirty on console. I'm jumping to PC. I can't do shooters in 30, so I just also wanted to say that. But you can play in third person, so maybe like if I just really want to be lazy and play on the couch, maybe if I play in third person, maybe that'll help with that. But I don't think people understand like it's actually a little... I don't want to say you get sick or dizzy, but close enough, right? When you're playing something like... It it kind of messes with my head and makes me... I don't know. It's... It's definitely not enjoyable. And and gaming is all about how it controls and feels, and to me right. at least, right? And especially a shooter. So it's just I agree. it's hard to get into that mindset with that. Anyway, but it's weirdly such a small facet of the conversation only because this looks so incredible. And it kind of reminds me of the back of with Zelda, right? It's like, okay, yeah, of course. I wished it was 60. That'd be really cool. But this game is just so incredible nobody seems to care anymore once you actually play it because it's just that good. And I have a real big feeling that's like, it's going to be that with this. The problem is you still have that shooting aspect. That's where I still don't know if I can go full 30, you know what I mean? But I feel a lot of people just playing like third person RPG, walking around, talking to people and all of that. I think they'll be fine. You know what I mean? Um, Yeah. Yeah. I don't think it's going to be too much of a worrisome, but yeah, it's enough so, for yeah. me to move to PC. But, you know, um, I think what I mean, way better shown than if we've seen prior. I think we've seen prior. I thought it looked like it looked OK in spots, but I thought it was still overall kind of ugly for some reason. I don't know. They put the graphics to 15 out of 10 or something. This is some of the best stuff I've I've seen in gaming. Uh, maybe the characters, right, aren't like the best compared to current games but certainly it's landscapes and certainly like the way buildings look the guns look even like the clothes on people and everything pretty much everything outside of an awkward face (laughs) is is incredible when it comes to the art vision of this game i'm incredibly stoked if i were to grade it on its own it's like literally a plus for me they couldn't have showed anything greater of what would have me excited. I thought it was just like, it sold me. I mean, easily. Like I, I, I was excited for this game, but now I'm actually like, I feel this is doing something no one's ever done before, breaking new ground and being one of those, like it's making me feel like Skyrim's releasing again. Even no, though definitely... I wasn't even a big Skyrim guy, to be honest, right, I right, actually right. was kind of whatever on it, but you know what I mean? Just the, this the amount of magnitude magnitude that it's bringing to the table compared to its competition. No, it's definitely taking there's... it a step far farther yeah. than uh, than normal. But all anyway. right, well let's start let's start running through these. Um, so first of all, we had Fable. First look at um, I yeah, I don't know if it was gameplay. I think I I re- went back and rewatched it, and what it is is there's bits of gameplay. So gotcha. all of it's in game. Right, none of it's like a CG cutscene. All of it's the in-game engine, which is what I assumed. Uh, right. So I found that out. But there are bits to where 
you actually when they when she's doing the combat and like rolling over the people right, right, or whatever that, part, yeah. that was actual just playing the game so okay. um i will say that but there was only little moments here or there there wasn't much so it was pretty disappointing to me in terms of not seeing much gameplay and we still don't have a release date but at least That's we get like worry. the tone of it though and at least we get right, like right, right. at least we know that they understand what fable is you know what well, i mean i saw someone write that the fact that they put 2024 on many games that they feel confident will come in 2024 and they put no date on fable yeah i'm thinking yeah, man maybe it's not yeah. even 2024 you know so exactly we'll see yeah I'm, right. I'm just gonna bet 2025 on that <laughs> yeah that's what i'm thinking south of midnight i thought this looked incredible again no release date but this was Never mind, uh pretty sure i remember which one it was Oh yeah, this looks compulsion cool. games, right? Is that yes, yes. yes and yep. they did that contrast game, PS4. Yes, I do remember that game. Yep. Um, I think cool. the style here is like incredibly strong, fantastic art style. Um, I loved everything I saw, but again, no gameplay, no release date. So yep, that's like two back to back right in the beginning, where I'm just tease. like, oh god, is this show gonna get, go bad? <laughs> But it, it didn't. Like, thankfully, things turned around. Um, yeah, pretty yep. good actually. And and not that these were bad. It just had no, me fearing just, right. that we weren't going to see much gameplay. We weren't going to see anything. Yeah. 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 All right. Well, next up, speaking of that, we have Star Wars Outlaws, which we didn't see gameplay there, but the next day apparently you and saw. I skimmed through it. I, sure, I, I like uh, yeah, an so hour I ago. I was actually just skimming the video real quick. It looks a lot. I mean, a lot like the respawn games. I gotcha. mean, almost too close <laughs> where I'm like, I mean, I'm not hating. Those are great games and this looks pretty good, but I don't think it looks as good as those Jedi games. And it looks very similar to those, but they don't do as good of a job with it. So it kind of is like, mm, I'm sure it's going to be a good game, but it's hard to have that sitting there out competing it next to it. You know what I mean? Yeah, and it's Ubisoft too, which been yeah. they've been questionable lately. So, guess we'll yeah. see on that one. This thirty-three Immortals, dude. This I I think this looks phenomenal. I mean, this is basically Hades, but yes, thirty-three like people multiplayer at the same time. Yeah, yep, that was a <laughs> now cool up one. to obviously it doesn't have to be thirty-three people, right? right but right. even dude, just like four or five friends all getting together and playing, just a few people, yeah. No, that really that game does look really cool. Then we saw Payday 3, which I know we both spoke about it. I haven't played the Payday games. I've always heard about them. I have some interest in this, though. I, I, I would If I'm going to play any of them, I might as well play the most recent version. It looks like they've done a lot to it. So, um, yeah. I'd be, I would I'd be play it if somebody was like, hey, hop on and play. I think I would. Right. Um, but, yeah, it's a, I'm not, I'm not going to say like I'm hyped or anything. Right, of course. Yeah, same here. Speaking of being hyped, though. No, this, <laughs> this, is this my favorite moment of the show? Actually, man, Starfield's my favorite moment of the show. Starfield's that was great. Kind of, yeah, yeah. But this, this is my number two. Anyway, Persona 3 Reload. First of all, I was right. Bam. Yeah, yeah. On seeing gameplay and it coming early next year. I think I said all of that. I think um, you did, yeah. And that's what I'm trying to say, though, is like, and we saw it later in the show. We actually got three Atlas jrpgs from them in this show proving exactly what i was saying of 
well, we're having problems with Square Enix. Let's just buddy-buddy up with Sega and get all right. these Atlas JRPGs on our system instead. And to be yep. honest, that's not a bad thing. I mean, it wasn't At- worked out At- well for Atlas so far. is phenomenal. I love Atlas. I'm a big fan of theirs. They make, yeah. I mean, you could argue which one's better and sit there all day. I don't know. Right. I mean, I guess I'm going to choose Square Enix, but it's a close battle. You know what I mean? Yeah, they're not. They're um, not. It's not like a blowout. Yeah. 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 But Persona 3 Reload. Now, there are some big things of just like huge eye rolls. They're not including the content from Fez. So, like, you know, you have the Persona 3, then you have Persona 3 Fez, which come with, like, this extra campaign. They're not including that. And then they're not including the content from Persona 3 Portable. It is a remake of the original game, and they're not adding that other stuff. And they just said that publicly. Now, that being said, okay, like, I'm bummed. I roll my eyes. I don't care. I'm still playing this. I still would recommend it to anyone and everyone. It, it literally is just the Persona 5 engine, but Persona 3. So you get all those quality of life things. You get the graphical presentation of it all and everything. But uh, the music, dude. Ugh. The music, I think, is the best in, in, in 3. But that's that's not the reason to play. The biggest reason is just story. It has my favorite story. It's the darkest of them all. And it has the best music. And uh, that's why I say go there. And now I can finally recommend people to play it without going through some crazy ass loops to get a hold of this game. Comes out early 2024. Very cool. Very exciting. Next up, we saw Avowed. Uh, this is the first time we saw like a little more in depth. I thought it looked decent. It didn't like wow me or anything, but you know, I want to see more pretty much. I just, it was very big. I sounds, I saw a report too that said it's closer to be closer to the size of. Shoot, what was it? Not Skyrim, but it was closer to. Oh my God! Of course, I'm forgetting what they said now. The one that came out recently that's kind of like Fallout, uh, Outer Worlds. That's what it was. They said yeah. it's closer to the size of something like that versus um something yeah. way bigger like Skyrim. Right? Um, so. and I and yeah, I've seen them say that before too. So I already had those expectations in check, but just like Outer Worlds and sort of the depth and how much gameplay and all that, but it's an elder scrolls type of game so just that's basically what this is but i think the graphical style like is a little too on the cartoony side i was hoping it wouldn't be this cartoony but it i don't know it's hard to know to i just see him play more of it because it's like some of those shots look really good actually like the magic and stuff then it was just like I thought the beginning looked kind of ugly, and then I saw parts of it where I'm like, oh, that actually doesn't at all. That looks really good. And it's like it went back and forth with me. So I don't know. I'm I'm a little iffy on its art style, but I'm still excited to just play it because Obsidian, again, like I can't think of any example where they've just made a bad game. No. I, I'm sure it's going to be good, and I'm sure I just yeah. need to like get my hands on it. Yep, yep, I agree. I'm excited. All right, next up, uh, Flight Sim Missions. And I'm pretty sure they also did the little Dune, the Hornet yes. thing. I forgot yes. what the thing's called, a little DLC or yeah, something. Yeah, it's going to be up in the game. You know, more Flight just, Simulator, nothing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, they also did the Sea of Thieves where, like, Monkey Island content. Um, yeah, yeah. But again, I don't really care much about that. So that was kind of a low point. Then we got, which weirdly is a low point for me, was the Hellblade 2. It's coming in 2024. Okay. But 
why aren't we getting gameplay? Why are we getting some, like, it's like eight minutes long of her just, like, talking to herself in a cage. Just like, yeah. I'm like, uh, maybe like now, make that, like, think... a minute and a half or something. Like, it just wasn't dragged that, on too long. Wasn't the game announced in, like, God, when was the it game was, It was in a few years now. Um, right Let's before see. the new consoles launched. It was like, oh, they were so in 2019, maybe? Yeah, December 2019, yep. Oh, wow. Okay, that's longer than I thought. Okay. Jesus. Anyway, I want a gameplay of that, so it's pretty annoying. Again, same with Fable, same with South of Midnight. There are some bits to where I'm like, all right, come on. We need actual gameplay. Sure, sure. Of course. Then we got the actual Like a Dragon, the sequel to 7. This is Like a Dragon. This is 8, basically. Um, mm-hmm. It's just him waking up on a beach naked and people laughing at him. Yeah. <laughs> it comes out early 2024. Got some crappy uh, Fallout 76 stuff. Hey, it's all everything's on Game Pass and Atlantic City's coming. Um, take this one though, this next Kun- Kunitsu Gemi Path of the Goddess announcement. No date. Do you remember okay. what this is though? Click yes, it. this one looked cool, didn't it? Hold on, let me check it. Yes, yes, yes. This was the one that I said I thought kind of reminded me of Neo a little bit. Yeah, yeah, this looks really cool. Definitely into this. All the weird. Uh, those little creatures with their tongues out and stuff it reminds me of like Berserk or something. It looks really cool. Yeah, I mean it's Capcom, and Capcom has been absolutely oh, yeah. killing it lately. Crushing. So it. I just have ultimate faith in them now, I guess, until they prove you wrong. <laughs> so it's totally like, oh, cool, a new Capcom IP. I guess I will play that for sure, no problem. And and it just happens to look phenomenal as expected. So yeah, it's it's basically hack and slash. Very Asia style, um, really trippy visuals as well. I don't know. Uh, I really liked it. Okay. Uh, Forza Motorsport. We got a release date October 10th. I'm trying to rush through all of these, like, whatever ones. Overwatch sure. 2 Invasion. New update coming October 10th. Um, and then Persona 5 Tactica. November 17th. Oh, yeah, that was the Tactics one, yep. This is their second Atlas JRPG they showed. And yes, Persona 5, but Tactics. And I think it looks great. And I think it's a phenomenal idea. And I think they should definitely do it. And uh, yet another win to just slap on. I don't know. I I guess I'm going to have about 9 or 10 big uh, Game Pass games this year that I'm going to be really enjoying now. So I'm excited about that. But I I love Tactics RPGs and uh, Persona 1 on top of that. I'm all about. Anyway, take these next like three. Um, don't nods chill climbing game called just Jacent. Jacent. That look kind of cool. Just a, you know, saw some climbing. It just looks interesting. Uh, the Chinese rooms still wakes the deep. Early 2024. By the way, the climbing game was fall 2023. Um, Dungeons of Hinterberg revealed 2024. Click that. You, you remember know? what that was? The dungeon. Yeah, one? I, be- I believe so. That was the one that we thought like with the like cool Rolodrome and yep, Sable yep. and all of that. Yeah, definitely. And, love and you the could even style. like grind on rails and like right. it looks like she was skateboarding and everything. I mean that that looks so cool. No, that does look really cool. Yeah. Um, but this one I was truly actually hyped for Cyberpunk yeah. 2077, Phantom Liberty, September 26th. They released a um like a deep dive, which I still need to watch as well. And um, on top of that, I just thought the trailer was great. Idris Elba always, you know, gets me interested. I can't wait to go back to this game, man. I'm super excited about it. So, yep. yeah, 
very much i need to finish it because i never did i played it at launch got really far and then purposely stopped because i was like well let me wait a while and then for them just to fix whatever make things better and i'll get back to it and i still have yet to do that i got more than halfway for sure i just can't remember where i stopped exactly it's been so long sure sure but how long is it i mean i played at least um, 30 hours so. let's see let's see how many hours i put into it right here cyberpunk hold on i played cyberpunk for you know what? i want to say i put a lot of hours into it but i did like everything uh wow i played it for 111 hours okay okay <laughs> like i really did pretty much everything you could do i just love the game so much man i thought it was great so yeah Definitely was not one of I was definitely not one of the people who was not enjoying the game. So, and then uh, City Skyline Two, October twenty fourth, and then the Makers of Persona, another Atlas game, the third one here, Metaphor mm -hmm. Refantasio, something like but that. But yeah. what it is cool. is it's Atlas making a fantasy JRPG instead of it being like sci-fi or I don't know if you want to call Persona sci-fi, but you know what I mean, like. It's not fantasy. It's not like medieval sword shield thing. Uh, mm -hmm. This metaphor game is fantasy. So I don't know if I've, they've ever even like done a fantasy. I know they haven't done a fantasy game, the, the makers of Persona. So I'm super excited about this, and I think it looks fantastic. Um, it's like it's like JRPG vibes mixed with fantasy, and a really I've I've never seen these two worlds colliding together at all much less it being so well put together on top of it too and the just like of what they always nail like the menu system and all of that i think uh man like talk about again huge xbox get just like okay they're really yeah, dying in the jrpg realm well stuff like this i mean i guess not anymore and that's been a thing for a while i guess now i guess i can uh not focus on that too much because they've been doing this more and more but um i don't know keep it up with their sega connection i guess you could like <laughs> i'm really looking forward to just oh yet another just game i get to play on game pass that looks phenomenal super stoked sure, on that sure do you remember what this next one is towerborn i think i do remember this let me double check though did you yeah, ever yeah, play yeah. banner saga i did um, i did play some of it yeah i didn't beat it but yes i thought this looked really cool but the Banner Saga devs actually making a co-op action game. And it's kind of like in the vein of Castle Crashers. But yes. with the style of Banner Saga, I don't, it looks really, really, really cool. I It does look cool. I really want I'm to into that. that. Uh, this last um, one. Yeah, Clockwork Revolution, new FPS from In Exile. I thought it looked really cool. Gave me Bioshock vibes. Yeah, I think it looks great. Don't really have much more to say on that one, but I'm yeah. I mean, they used to be a really small studio. They're the people who did Wasteland, um, mm. but they've always just had not had much of a budget, and they were able to like stretch it a really long way with what budget they had. But now under Microsoft's umbrella, and they can really shine. Um, they're really flexing their uh, their funds, and this I mean, this is looking triple A with the studio that could barely be a you know what i mean so mm -hmm, it's mm -hmm. really really cool that they got a chance to actually like 
I don't know. You know, you work so hard as a studio for how many years wishing you had more funds and then you just get like a huge dump on you with Microsoft money. And I bet they're really happy <laughs> to be able to like truly make a game they've always wanted to, you know. Of course. So, I yep. love that about them. It's very cool. I thought it was a, a definitely a good show though. Definitely way better than the Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. My headsets. Yeah. Definitely way better than the um Summer Games Fest, whatever. So all right, let me uh, quickly run through what I'm playing here. Yep. Not anything crazy. I'm still working on Zelda. Again, I feel very okay with just taking my time, really taking my time with Zelda. Um, I don't know how many hours I'm in now, but I'm I'm finally getting to like the – I'm just now getting to the first of like the four-story bits where they spread it apart. I just entered the Zora's domain. I'm talking to some people there. That's where I'm at. I've continued to do oh, – So is that the bottom left? Because uh, I didn't go to Zora's yet. No, it's it's east. It's to the east. So like from the lookout landing, whatever it's called, there's like one to the east and one to the southeast. I went okay. to the east, the, the top, higher one. Um. So yeah. So I'm just starting to now advance the story a little bit. I had I had still done a bunch I of shrines. I have yet to go like to that, that area. Now that I'm thinking about yeah. it. That's why. Yeah. yeah. I'm just gonna do one mission at least. You know, just kind of see what it's all about. They're really epic. Like, uh, you actually get like set pieces, and I don't want to spoil yeah, anything, cool. but it definitely like leads up to I don't know, like, um, you know, like previous Zeldas, how you would have like almost like a dungeon before the dungeon, sure, of sure. all these things you got to do to just get into the dungeon. They do that with this one, okay, and uh, very cool in really, really cool way. Anyway, um, I'm I mean, is there anything like, uh, I don't know. You discovered you thought was really weird or funny um, or interesting or anything. Just you know, just the shrines keep impressing me. I keep thinking like I know everything about each shrine, and I still find a way to try to trip me up, which I think is always a cool thing. Um, just exploring some caves here and there, some sky islands occasionally. You know, just fun stuff like that. Nothing, nothing that crazy. Did really. you get into the deeps yet? The depths, not yet, because last I had gone, I didn't have the glider, and now that I have the glider, I haven't stumbled upon one again yet but okay, when next time okay. i find one i'm gonna i'm gonna drop down there so okay. so yeah so yeah still enjoying that um i've been playing a lot of street fighter uh it's one thing to play street fighter by yourself just play online with people but you know like dave got it too and my friend keith got it so we've been like competing with each other and that makes us want to get better so much more now <laughs> you know like uh a lot of the new mechanics are great i think this is they're easily one of the best street fighters they've ever made it's so so good um my only complaint is the roster. I wish certain characters were in it, but hopefully they'll come later. Um, but the way it feels, the new moves, this game has, in my opinion, the best um, the best at pulling someone into the fighting game that maybe isn't a big fighting game player, or they are. They give you all these walkthroughs for every character. They give you the combo trials. They, every piece of info you need, they give it to you. It's really, really well done. They give you cut sample videos of how to do the combos, how to cancel this, how to do that how to use this mechanic it's really really good so if you're a newcomer i'd say it totally is um worth trying and then there's the world tour mode which um my friend's been playing since he really likes it i haven't messed with it yet um but yeah it's there you know if you want it so i'll say of what i've played it's like street fighter 2 street fighter 3 street fighter alpha i really love them and then i didn't care much for four i thought it was good but whatever and then five sure. i cared even less about and i feel six is almost like that could have just taken place after three and I yeah yeah like just the series never yeah. would have dipped 
I guess. Sure. You know. No, I, I think it's it's up there, man. It's really, really well done, really good. The online works so well. I haven't had any problems um, making custom rooms, finding people online, super easy. So yeah, definitely a great game, man. Really, really enjoying it. Um, and finally, I just wanted to put the Final Fantasy 15 demo on here. I'm not 16, actually I, 16. I, oh, oh wow, see, it puts it 15. 16 <laughs> demo on there. And I'm gonna also do Lies of P demo just as I plan on doing those two. I have not Me actually played too. them yet. Well, yeah, I'm going to get to those two. Same so. thing. I'm going to download them. Yep. Well, I'll have Liza P installed and you download 16. I'm definitely getting to 16 first because that's like yeah, same fangirl here. And, and hardcore. And I'm, oh, my God. I'm getting <laughs> so excited because all I saw, and it's not a spoiler at all, all I saw was people posting like, oh, man, they weren't kidding when they said that this story is a mature story. It pulled me in right away. So I'm like excited that, that it's going to start start with a bang in some way. Man, I can't wait. So very excited i was watching the sort of like announcements of them sh talking about fancy 16 and then announcing the demo it was like this 30 minute video or something i don't know but i joined it and then listened for a few minutes and dipped but when i joined it they were literally announcing the demo and i was like oh cool and i was listening for a bit and they were saying that this demo is purposely trying to showcase how dark the game can get but they're ah, trying to that. specify that hey play the rest of the game because it definitely gets a lot lighter than this, but we're just trying to purposely show you how dark it can become. But don't think that the whole game is this dark is what they were trying gotcha. to say. Okay. Okay. So. Well, I'm super excited, man. Either way. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, which, you know, like, I mean, if you're into Final Fantasy, you're into Final Fantasy. It's not like they need right. to... They don't need to cater anybody or anything, but the balls on them though to just be like, "Oh, here's the darkest part. Have fun." Like, <laughs> I don't think no, no one I else can't. would do that. I know you're right. You're right. <laughs> God, I um, cannot wait, man. I mean, there's nothing more I can talk on what I watch and play, and all I all I do is play Zelda. Um, sure. And there and anything I would say, I feel at this point would just like ruin things for people because I'm right, so right, right. in the weeds of it, seeing way too crazy cool of things that i never imagined and then i was just like my mind's blown i will keep reiterating the best part of the game is in the depths easily. okay there is so that. much weird lore stuff down there things that make sense to zelda as a whole down there things that put into context cool. hyrule with this guy all of that looks like well i would say hyrule and the depth are pretty equal grounds of okay cool stuff to explore and find just okay. one's way harder than the other <laughs> gotcha all right but i'm excited go. man okay well that'll uh do it get the new game watch and we'll be out all right crime boss rock ray city playstation 5 <laughs> xbox series x and s june 15th jack jean switch i guess that's probably it june 15th layers of fear wait Not is this the same layers of fear this is, this is the different? this is like the new because what did they do before? Was it layer of fears? I don't know what they did. Well, I thought I thought the first one was just called Layers of Fear, and then there was a Layers of Fear too. I think. Let me see. Layers of Fear games. Layers of Fear. How many Layers of Fear games are there? A sequel titled Layers of Fear Two was released. A second sequel, also titled Layers of Fear, is set to launch on June 15, twenty twenty three. Why? I don't know. Why? <laughs> what the heck? Uh, oh PlayStation 5, God. Xbox Series X and S and PC. Uh, June 15th, like you said. F1 23. 
PlayStation, all platforms, but Switch, June 16th. Uh, Park Beyond, uh, current gen only, June 16th. Aliens Dark Descent, all platforms, June 20th. Crash Team Rumble, all platforms, June 20th, but Switch. It seems that this is a remake of the first and second Layers of Fear in Unreal Engine uh, 5. I guess they like put them together. I mean, that's Whoa. actually not a bad idea. I would play that. No, it looks... Holy crap. This looks fantastic. So, Here, so both together in Unreal Engine 5? I'd play that. Yeah. It looks really good. Wow. Because, I mean, I don't know right if now. I have yet to actually... Well, I haven't. I know I haven't. I haven't played a Unreal Engine 5 game yet. You know what I mean? Whoa. That's... So maybe this will right. be the one. Might uh, be on my radar now. I don't know. Good question. Let me see. I'm looking on Steam right now. I'm gonna wish list it. Just it says it releases in two days, but they don't even have a price. And say the price? <laughs> no, I don't know. Releases in two days. Okay, I'll add it to my wish list. How long are these games? Let's see. I don't I think they're very long. Not long, right? Could like squeeze them in five maybe. six hours. There's a fear. Oh yeah, Layers of Fear the original three and a half, Layers of Fear two five hours. Yeah. Okay. What's Layers of Fear Inheritance? Is that a DLC? Oh, it expands the story. That's an hour and a half. Okay, so you could knock out both games in ten hours probably hmm. with the DLC. All right. Um, I'm excited to talk on sixteen though when we come back. Oh man, that's yeah. I cannot wait. That's what I'm most excited about out of everything. Honestly, <laughs> I'm more excited to play sixteen than. Zelda and demo. <laughs> and Street Fighter right now, a demo, yeah. But it transfers over to the real game, a great trend that needs to continue. Oh, yes. Glad you mentioned yes. that. Yes. Yep, yep. Uh, Until next all right, time. man. Later, See guys. You.